Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And as always, it has been a tumultuous week with the Chicago Bears. So many things going on, so many moving parts. We've had trades, we've had trade requests, we've had infighting with Bears Twitter. Listen, there's a lot of things going on, but every time we get towards the end of the week, it is an opportunity to rejoice just a little bit because we can put all that stuff behind us and start to focus on the game at hand. And so this week, and it's going to be a tough one as the Bears are going to be going on the road. I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to be a tough contest, but it feels good to be focused on a game instead of everything that's been going on around the team. Heck, I didn't even mention the fact that we had an assistant coach. There's been so much going on. I'm just ready to get on with it. So, Juliana, why don't we just go ahead and start the show? Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rank. Very pleased that you decided to join us here today as we get ready for the Week 9 contest against the New Orleans Saints. And typically, on this show, it is an episode of Rank's rivals and i'm not going to tell you who didn't show up but his name rhymes with david carr and so no this this is the thing like we tried like listen i thought i was going to get a little little insight i was going to talk to the brother of the quarterback of the new orleans saints but you know what apparently his kids are playing in the high school football playoffs and that apparently was more important than being here and shopping it up with me in front of this game although actually i i i I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit. David is one of the best people that I, I work with. I would consider him a friend. Now, there's people at the NFL Network who you're like, oh, I am I know who this person is. Like, I know, oh, yeah, that's one of my coworkers. David Carr goes on that list of like, that's a friend. That's a guy that I text. There was an earthquake in the Central Valley one time, and I texted him, make sure him and his family were okay. We uh, Steve Smith Sr. would also be, listen to me, this is just a humble brag for me, but I say this because I'm going to another one of my friends. Again, this isn't just let's get some random from the Bears media. No, no, no. I decided I wanted one of my my friends to come onto the show and uh, talk about this game. And he is an assistant editor at the Bears Wire. He is one of the co-hosts of the Bear Down Chicago pod. Bring him on. It's Brendan Chagru. And I hope that you've had some time since the last time that we were together to go listen to NXS and find out about Kirk Pengilly because uh, I said you were my second favorite saxophone player, and I know you didn't know who Kirk was last time. Did you get an opportunity to go investigate the music of NXS? You know, Adam, because we're friends, um, I didn't, so I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> but also, hold on. I'm a fill-in for David Carr. Like That well, is one of the biggest honors I think I could have in my career. So thank you. That <laughs> honestly means a lot. <laughs> there was a, I will tell you the short list when we were doing, and we do this, we always line up, you know, we try to get uh, one of the rivals in. And so 
Uh, David Carr was our first ask. I'm not going to lie to you. I will not, you know, I will not try to, to snow you or anything like that. But David's son is uh, one of his sons. They have a big family. I don't even know. I don't know if it's his. I don't know if it's Darren's kid. I don't know. It's it's very difficult sometimes to keep up with the Carr family, uh, but they're doing great out there. And you are, yeah, you're the fill-in. You're the Tyson Bajant to David Carr's Justin Fields. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that you take that in great spirits. It is an honor. It's an honor for us to have you here. How's everything been going? You've been good. I've been good. Yeah. It's uh it's been a busy season. Of course, uh, there have been better weeks than others just with things happening with just in bears land, all of the happenings inside outside Hallis hall. I'm constantly messaging our, our managing editor, Alyssa Barbieri, like this happened, this happened, this happened. So there've been weeks that, you know, we've just been crazy busy, but um, it's, it's just great to have football continue to be in our lives, even if the bears make it very difficult, but yeah, things have been good otherwise. Yeah. I know. I don't want to dive in. Cause we did the, talk about this on Wednesday night with take it to the rank. We did go into a lot of the news surrounding the bears, but I do want to, I, I'd rather talk about the things that pertain to what's happening on the field. Montez sweat was traded for a second round pick. What were your quick opinions on this move? How do you feel about the bears making that acquisition uh, for a potential pending free agent, but somebody who is also very good. Yeah. So my initial reaction, I was happy. I was thrilled. Um, I think we all saw that defensive end was a big need for the bears and whether or not they were going to be drafting or signing somebody, somebody in free agency or getting somebody at the deadline, we knew it was going to be a need. And so my first reaction was, okay, more than likely sooner rather than later, they're going to extend him. They're going to you know come together and find a deal. Um, it, it was a little jarring that, that hadn't happened yet. And mm. so, of course, on Bears Twitter, a lot of people going back and forth, like, oh, the process is bad. And, you know, Ryan Poles is in over his head because he doesn't know what he's doing. And I I even kind of compared it to what Bradley Chubb did last year where he signed two days later. But I felt better after hearing what Ryan Poles said, saying that's one of our priorities. We're hoping to get something done quickly. Um, as far as Montez Sweat, the player, he's one of the most consistent defensive ends out there. We all... I think everybody points to the fact that he's a consistent pass rusher, but he plays the run really well. He sticks to his assignments. He doesn't go kind of like outside his gaps to try and make splash plays, maybe pad the stat line a little bit, like maybe his old teammate Chase Young did. Um, So the fact that we're the Bears are getting a consistent defender, somebody who is a good locker room guy. um, He's a little bit older at 27, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to have any you know, he's not going to fall off the cliff in the next year or so. We see plenty of defensive ends continue to be productive well under their 30s. So I feel really good about it. But that lingering contract, until it gets done, there is a little bit of a, what's going to happen here? Are they going to franchise him? Are they going to find that deal sometime this season? So I feel good now. I'll feel great when an extension actually gets done. I am ready for the victory laps when that extension does get accomplished because I'm like you, I, you know, it's, it is one of those things. Like we're taking a little bit of a leap of faith. I don't want to be one of those guys that just comes out and immediately pans it. Like I hate, I don't hate the bears. I hate dumb decisions. And of course I'm referring to somebody who was in the media talking about that today, who, uh, what's his name? Mike Lombardi. I'm like, if you hate dumb football decisions, uh, can we talk about your son never getting the ball to Hunter Renfro and getting fired? Like, I don't know. Like, would you, I don't know. We don't, that seems a little too personal, but at the same time, I hate dumb football. The Raiders were playing dumb football. So it's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving for you with your unemployed son sitting across from you on the, on the Thanksgiving table. I just, I just honestly believe, and this is one of the things that just goes on and on. And we talk about this at great length is 
everybody loves draft picks. Like everybody, like everybody thinks that a draft pick is the next Patrick Mahomes. And unfortunately it doesn't always work out that way, even for the best of organizations. And so for me, I would rather, I would rather take a guy that I feel a little bit more comfortable with and okay. Like we kind of know who he is. We know what he can do on the football field. And I assume we're going to be working on an extension. And in the worst case scenario, you're going to have to franchise tag him. I don't, think it's too bad but i do i i do think that one of the fair criticisms at first was everything with chase young because chase young goes for a conditional third but did you see the report i think it was from greg gabriel uh who was talking about how the bears didn't get opportunity to see chase young's financial or not financial but uh medical records Mm -hmm. and so now i feel a little bit better about that as well how about you I do too. And also kind of piggybacking off that a lot of the reports coming out of Washington saying this is uh, addition by subtraction with Chase Young. He may have been making plays on the field, but something wasn't going well there in that locker room. And so you can say that the Bears got the safer, more consistent option. That is true. And I I think there is some warrant. um, You can warrant some criticism for trading a second round pick for a pending free agent when the team itself is two and six, because knowing that pick is going to be higher. I think those, those mid to late thirties are still really just prime draft capital. We've seen it in the last few years, but this is the position the bears have been in. They, they need to capitalize on getting those players in the building and making sure they don't leave. And um, it's just sort of stinks with the process, not the process, but where the bears are at, because if they were a winning team, that second round pick is a lot less valuable. You can say that it's part of the present where you're pushed, making a playoff run and hoping to get things done for the future. Like what if uh, Miami did last year and the Ravens did with Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard to swallow that this is pretty much primarily for the future. And we're hoping that we can get something out of him this year to have a competitive second half season. But at the end of the day, you're right. Draft picks are draft picks. They could be anything. The the, the old family guy quote yeah. that always gets thrown around. It That's could even I, be Montez Sweat. Exactly. So it's still a good move to get somebody like that in the building. And uh, it, it's probably going to be something that elevates the team. I mean, the Bears do have a strong secondary. A better pass rush helps that. They have good linebackers. A better pass rush helps that too. So it's not only about just one part of the defense. It's about the entire defense. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm in favor of it. I, I, I think, again, I mean, we – you hear people knocking the organization like same old um, same old bears. I'm like the McCaskies would have normally failed on the Chase Claypool thing and then bunkered in for forever. Like we're not taking another risk, but the Bears keep going out there and taking risks. And so I applaud them for going out there and taking an opportunity, just taking a chance and trying to get an opportunity uh, to 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 get a really good player. Is he going to play this week? Have you heard? Um, I've you know, just watching the reports. I was just looking at the injury report right now. I hope he plays. Um, but have you heard if he's going to be playing or not? Yeah. So uh, the media talked with the position coaches and they did say that the plan is to play him. So I'm going to guess that he gets about 20 to 25 snaps and, you know, maybe plays like 30%, 35% of the defensive snaps on Sunday. So that's, that's good. To, that's good to see. So in some capacity, he's going to get reps. You know, I've thought so too. When we were talking about it on Wednesday, I was like, well, of course, I mean, Khalil Mack didn't practice for an entire summer and then he shows up and he just dominates in Green Bay. I'm like, why can't Montez Sweat, who's been playing football, come in? Obviously, you're not going to master the playbook or the defensive signals and everything, but it's like, can you run to the passer? Like, yeah, okay, then just go do that. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that. And I know that there's a, 
I'll just go on defensively, like looking at the defensive side of the football right now, if you don't mind me going through, uh, just letting everybody know Jaquan Brisker already ruled out. Tremaine Edmonds ruled out. Terrell Smith ruled out. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of bummers, uh, what's going on here. And of course, Justin Fields officially listed as doubtful and Nate Davis is going to be out. Uh, it feels like we could use a little bit of a boost here on the defensive side of the football. No, definitely. It was it was really discouraging about Jaquan Brisker, and it's it's scary too with what Matt Eberflus talked about going through uh, with him about they thought it was an illness, and then they did more concussion testing. It was a concussion, and you know he hadn't practiced all week, already ruled out. So um, the good news with Tremaine Edmonds, and I'm not uh, downing him or anything like that. He's a great player. He's come alive as of late, but. Thankfully, there's a guy named Jack Sanborn that could come in and play some pretty damn good football. So yeah. I feel at least pretty good that the Bears linebacking core isn't going to fall off. Now, they do have a tough assignment with a Saints offense that can throw a lot of different looks at you. Of course, talking about Taysom Hill with the different runs, making sure that they're in position to make sure he doesn't break one off or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, it's you don't like to see all these injuries pile up and um, some of the guys that have been out now for a few weeks, Nate Davis, Terrell Smith dealing with mono. Um, you just hope that they're coming back soon. I mean, they weren't put on IR and met, yeah. they've uh, they've missed probably at least like three games now. Um, maybe four with Terrell Smith. But um, yeah, it's it, it's not great. But of course, it's the NFL next man up. And, you know, I, at least Eddie Jackson's back and hopefully he's, yeah. he plays more than in in case of emergency situation like last week, which was really odd. Yeah, I really hope too, because, you know, they have Alvin Kamara and you saw last week, Austin Eckler was able to really do a nice job against it. Well, nice. If you're, if you've got Austin Eckler on your fantasy team, but he did a really nice job of catching and running. I think the biggest issue for this team, like tackle, just like tackle a player. Yeah. And I hope that's one thing I I'm really curious to see with Montez sweat. Like he knows how to tackle, if he comes in and suddenly doesn't tackle, I'm going to be like, this is an illness that we got to just rectify here. But I feel like if the effort is improved and they do a better job of tackling, they're not going to go and shut out the Saints. But I think they could hold them, like not let them, like the Vikings, even without, and Jordan Addison's a good player. They didn't let the Vikings go crazy. I think this defense could be capable of slowing down the Saints. I think so too. I'm not, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to predictions, but I'm not, optimistic about the bears winning the saints offense has been a mess for most of the year they finally yeah. got it together against a really bad indianapolis colts defense and they did have 10 days to prepare for that so does that carry over against the bears i don't know uh some of those mistakes i think that the bears defense made like you said are fixable just tackle you're in a, the right position tj yeah. edwards make sure you don't let austin eckler just shake you off and go down for a touchdown um and I'm just not convinced that the Saints offense is going to be humming again because there's been a lot of turmoil there. Derek Carr's yelling at guys. Chris Olave is not running routes fully. And then he you know, has a legal issue too, and he's not playing to his potential. Um, there, there is a chance, I think, for the Bears to hang around. Uh, but you, you mentioned it. The key, Alvin Kamara, I think Taysom Hill, who had a great game last week. I know some of us probably look at Taysom and we're like, how is this still a thing? How is this still a thing? How does this still work in the year 2023? But it does. And I think that's where the um, the Saints got the their juice last week. So those two are going to be the big keys for me. Um, I, I think it, it has to be better. It cannot yeah. be worse because the Chargers came in. They knew how to beat the Bears defense with those screens, those quick passes, that defenders were playing 10 yards off. 
and they just, you know, I said it was death by a thousand cuts, which is of course the, the cover two defense, the big yeah. weakness. Um, I, you would hope that Mandy Rafloos and everybody on the staff would make adjustments and know that can't happen again going into uh, this week against the saints. I know it's probably a different coaching staff, but having played the Indianapolis Colts, at least knowing the personnel, I hope that gave Manny Berflus an opportunity to kind of figure out uh, a way to possibly just at least slow down the Saints. But that would mean that the Bears offense needs to come alive. Tyson Bajan is getting his third start. What are your impressions of Tyson Bajan so far? I think he is a perfect backup quarterback. QB two. He fits the mold. He can keep the rig on the road. We saw it with the Raiders when things are going well, when the bears can run the ball, when their defense is getting opposing offenses off the field, all you have to do is just kind of maintain the game plan. When you get behind and then have to throw it and, you know, defenses know that they can just sort of like pin their ears back, go after the quarterback and drop guys into coverage. That's when Tyson Bajan gets into trouble. And that's when a lot of backup quarterbacks get into trouble. I was thinking about this. Uh, I think I talked about it on the podcast this week, uh, the Bear Down Chicago podcast. I was thinking back in 2018 with Chase Daniel when Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky went out for two games. Chase Daniel went one and one. And one mm. game he had like a couple bad interceptions, almost led him back to a win. But if you're a backup quarterback and you kind of finish with that 500 record, that's pretty good because you keep kind of your team – at least in the thick of it, no matter where you are in the standings until the starter comes back. And that's kind of what Tyson Bajan does. Like he, he's not going to wow you physically or athletically. He's not going to make those like jaw dropping throws, um, but he's good enough to hang around and he's good enough to come in in a pinch and lead the team and at least keep them in games. And unfortunately last week, of course the, the Darnell Mooney big deep pass that was great. Like that. I know. And he should have like, it was a missed call. We all know it was a missed call. But then the defense just allows that huge drive. The Chargers then go up by seven, and you're automatically playing from behind. That's so yeah. hard for a backup. So um, I, I like what he does. I, he's just not a starter at this point. Maybe not ever, but that's okay. One of the things, too, that was uh, pertinent of that is even though the, the call was missed, and we talked about this on the last two shows about how I told Darnell Mooney to his face, said you were not down he agreed with me but you still should not run a jet sweep at Khalil Mack on the next play you also like shouldn't shouldn't try to lose yards I know you don't want to play for a field goal but like get the three points and get out of there and if they if they get the touchdown there if they get points on that first drive if they somehow don't let the Chargers score a touchdown at the end of the first half there's a lot of ways that like that gets cleaned up and all of a sudden you're in a game with the Chargers who love to blow leads Things can be a little bit different. So things need to be different here uh, with the Chicago Bears. Need to take care of those opportunities. And I hope, and again, like I know that for anybody who's out there who wants Tyson Bajan to win, then then apparently we become anti-fields. Like you're like, hey, I hope the Bears win this week. Like why you hate field? I'm like, no, I want the Bears to win. Justin Fields is still the number one quarterback for this team. Like when he comes back, he's the starter. We're not questioning that. And I'm still letting it play out to see like who is going to be the quarterback of the future. I want it to be Justin Fields. I think it could be Justin Fields. I still think that Justin Fields is going to be a quality NFL quarterback. I want him to come back and prove that. And I think it's fine. But the Bears this week need to uh, need to get it done against the uh, this tough Saints defense. And asking our backup quarterback to do it is going to be a tall order. So before we get to our picks, we'll do here in a moment, I want to remind everybody, if you're in the Chicagoland area, and you need a place to watch the game because this is in New Orleans. Game Room Chicago is the best place. It offers billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop-a-shot, 
and so much more. And it has plenty of space to watch all of your favorite games with a menu featuring Michelin starred chef Mari Katsumura snack foods. There are beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and shareable signature cocktails. That makes Game Room Chicago the place to be on game day, not only for Bears games, but go there and watch the Big Ten games as well. It's a lot of fun. Game Room Chicago is the place to check out. All right. So you said you're a little left. You're a little skeptical because I, I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows where my game pick is going to go. But how do you see this one going for our Chicago Bears? You know what? I, I love that about you. You never change. Always believe. Uh, I've been I've been hurt too many times. I have to try and try and pick with my head a little bit. But look, with this game, if this maybe was at Soldier Field, I'd feel a little bit better. But look, the Bears have not won in New Orleans at the Superdome since 1991. I was six months old. I remember yeah. it fondly. Tom Waddle had himself a hell of a game Goodness <laughs> since then. It's, it's just been terrible and it just feels like bad things happen there. They have a great home field advantage, but um, look, I'm going to pick the saints. Um, I think I had them at 26, 17. And my biggest key is DJ Moore versus Marshawn Lattimore. This matchup scares me because since 2021, I'm going to pull up the stat here just so I have it. I want to be as accurate as I can be. Uh, Since 2021, Moore obviously playing with the Carolina Panthers. He played the Saints quite a bit. He faced Marshawn Lattimore three different times. In those times, he totaled just five catches for 41 yards and no scores. Saints defense shut him down. Without Marshawn Lattimore in the one game, DJ had eight catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. So if Marshawn Lattimore and the Saints defense is able to key in on more and take away Bajan's top option, and then you're going to have to rely on the run game, I just don't know if that's enough to win. And I think the Bears defense does bring the Saints offense back a little bit, but it, I don't think it's going to be enough. So I picked the Saints, unfortunately, the Superdome. Isn't it ironic, Adam, that the place that, that was the setting for the Bears' only Super Bowl yeah. championship is for so them. freaking hard for them to win at? It's, oh. it, it's crazy. It is. It's such an intertwined history with the with New Orleans because obviously the Bears won Super Bowl twenty at the Superdome. Mike Dicka ended up coaching the New Orleans Saints yep. during the two thousands. You know, it was a pretty good rivalry. I would I would say for a lot of kids that were growing up in the two thousands, you kind of hated the Saints. Not Tyler Scott, who loved Reggie Bush, but for a lot of people, like the Saints were the team that was really frustrating and you really did not like that team. And there was a lot of playoff angst and everything that went on between those two franchises. But the one thing that I truly love about this and I love about the NFL is that everything changes from week to week. So many times you go out there, think about the Bears after they beat the the Washington Commanders a couple of weeks ago. People are feeling really good, confident. Confidence was riding sky high. And I think for the New Orleans Saints, everything that was going wrong with them righted itself against the Indianapolis Colts. And for once, the Bears are going into a a game where they don't need to be the get-right game. The Colts was their get-right game, like it was for the LA Chargers last week. So now this is where they go a little bit and they regress. I think that a lot of the problems that were there for the New Orleans Saints continue to be there. I don't think that they're all washed away. Uh, I was uh, So I wasn't going to be able to say this in front of David. But I'm like, I still think that there's a lot of things going on because Chris Olave dropped a couple of balls against the Colts that could have been touchdowns. So I don't know how that how that relationship's going. Rashid Shahid looked great, but he's been a volatile player who can mm-hmm. hit and not hit and things like that. And as a matter of fact, um, 
I think there's an opportunity for the Bears here. So per usual, I will be picking the Bears to win this game. And if you want to use any of these, any of this information uh, for your fantasy football contest, remember underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy f- football. It's simple and easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of pick them contests for underdog fantasy. And if you've never played one of these before and you've never signed up for underdog, go to underdogfantasy.com right now or download the app, sign up, play in one of these pick them contests. It's really easy to get started. Underdog Fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100. It's a great thing. Use the promo code SICK to take advantage of this deal. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to, or you're going to go with the Saints. Excuse me. I'm not not going with the Saints. I'm going with the Bears. Uh, but I want to thank you for being here. Tell everybody where they can find you, where we can find the Bear Down Chicago pod, and uh, obviously be sure to be checking out Bears Wire, which is a great. We love Allison, too. Um, and so where can we find your work? Yeah, uh, so follow me on uh, Twitter or X, whatever, at Brendan Shagru. <laughs> that's S-U-G-R-U-E. Uh, make sure you check out my work and all of our writers at Bears Wire. You can find it at bearswire.com. And then, of course, um, Bear Down Chicago podcast. We go live every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Central, sometimes you know, a day or two late or depending on what happens with the, uh, <laughs> with the schedule. Uh, but we'll usually be on Sundays at 7.30 p.m. with myself. Ryan Dangle, Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, and Logan Bradley. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Hopefully, we're talking about a win. I would love – it's so much more fun talking about wins. Yeah. It's, you know, Bears Twitter and Bears Everything is so much better uh, instead of going at each other's throats with losses. Yeah, it is. it has become like a, a family that's fighting amongst themselves. Like, this, is a, this should be a reality TV show. It's just Bears Twitter. Uh, and all the infighting and like, you can't support a player without it being deemed that you're against another guy. And it's, it's a crazy time, but hopefully we can go out there, prove you wrong and get the win. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank everybody who joined us here for the show today. Be sure to like, and subscribe, uh, wherever you're watching this, be it on YouTube, write the word sick in the comments right there. Let us know that you enjoyed the show. And of course you're listening to us on, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and subscribe. And we appreciate that. So for Brendan, I'm Adam and uh, Juliana, go ahead and play us out and bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Adam rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts brought to you by underdog fantasy.